0: Hi there. My name is C. I'm D,
1: and you're listening to. You're listening to swinging swinging down, down under.
0: Our journey is a couple through the swinging lifestyle.
1: lifestyle. Are you into open relationships
0: or exploring new things in life?
1: This is our podcast. Join
0: in. Experiences,
1: both good and bad. Reviews and events, <laughs> and more here. Swinging down under. Come on.
0: Join us. G'day listeners and welcome to Swinging Down Under. I'm your host, C. And today I'd like to introduce a very special guest to our show. I've currently got Dee on the line. Say hello, Dee.
1: Hi, everybody. I am the special guest for this evening.
0: Now, Dee, you identify as a swinger, is that correct?
1: I do identify as a swinger. In fact, my wife and I have been involved in the swinging lifestyle for uh, about four years now.
0: Fantastic. Today I'm going to talk through some of the questions that I think that our listeners might want to hear or be interested in. And we'd really appreciate your honesty as we go through today's questions. Do you think that you can help us with
1: that? Absolutely. I'm nothing but honest.
0: Fantastic. Thank you so much. Now, listen, there's been a flurry of recent media activity. You know, we're seeing it on the news. We're seeing it on the TV, on media, blog post articles. What do you think about this recent media interest in the lifestyle?
1: I think the media interest in the lifestyle is actually its common in media. They've found something new that is... Of a very quick interest, I suppose, and something a little out of the ordinary is the is the most important thing in media. And and another thing important in media is it's you know, kind of got to disturb people. I think they aim for that as well. Something that's going to potentially drive some comment so uh i think one or a few majors have gotten hold of it and because of that everyone's really in bed with it now and trying to trying to uh understand more about swinging
0: and do you think that's going to have a positive outcome for the people who identify as swingers or negative
1: really depends on how we as a swingers community react to the um to the added media attention i mean if we react well and give our opinions in a concise and rational way then we'll see an outcome that will show us in a positive light if we act like peanuts and say stupid things and say things that we know will roll people up just because we feel like that's what we want to say then of course we're going to upset people you know um, there is always a an area of push that you have to be involved in to get a new lifestyle or something new sexually across across into mainstream but you also have to understand that for some people this is simply um, not an idea that they can deal with and you have to be able to understand that people who simply cannot be convinced are not the ones that we're trying to convince you know even after decades well longer hundreds of years of of discussion around something as simple, simply observable as racism, uh, we still have people who don't agree with the common consensus that racism is a bad thing. So we have to be prepared for that, and unless we portray ourselves in an appropriate manner, that will have a detrimental effect on us.
0: Mm, Okay, that's a really good uh, perspective. Thank you for that. Now, you're obviously dating other couples. Tell us what... You would classify perhaps as a, an ideal date with another couple. So you and your partner are out on a date. What's your ideal date?
1: Well, I mean, that's a pretty big question because ideal date could be many things. Um, depends on the evening, depends on the people. An ideal date is meeting with interesting people who are fun to be around, fun to chat with, and potentially if the night goes really well, also uh, fun to have some play with. Um, but it can be as simple as having some drinks and enjoying each other's company, uh, drinks and a meal, not even drinks, just a, a meal and conversation. Or it could be all the way through to uh, having drinks, a meal, or skipping that altogether and just having a night of pure, unadulterated, unadulterated passion and shagging and you know all the things that come along with that. My ideal would definitely be uh, some conversation, you know, a quiet drink, potentially something to eat. In terms of, as my lovely wife would like to say, some nibbles, which the world doesn't truly really understand, but she sticks with that. And then um from the nibbles, perhaps, some, uh, if things again move in the right direction, we both uh, touch ourselves and other people, and from there we get to the point where we're in a soft swap scenario, all the way potentially into a full swap if the night really goes well.
0: And okay so thinking about dating I mean do the same rules apply for first date foods you know are there any foods that are off limits for your first date
1: Yes tacos spaghetti bolognese yeah you know, there's a few things off limits and generally the ones that um that you, people can't eat you know, they're not very good at eating uh for for example uh Indian food eating with your hands is not a first date starter generally for for most westernized people maybe if you're in the swinging life still in India that might be a different scenario but uh, so things like that are probably good to steer clear from yep. the other things to to avoid are things that are very very messy or very very smelly you know Um garlic perhaps the garlic sandwich that you were contemplating might be something you steer clear from when you're potentially going to be kissing somebody else later in the evening
0: so garlic infused sardines are Oh, in a taco, definitely off the menu for you.
1: Um, I'm going to say a firm, maybe.
0: That's okay. That's a solid maybe. Got it. <laughs> okay, so talk to us about <laughs> lifestyle events or clubs. uh Do you have a favorite event or a, a club that you've been to, and and what might that be?
1: oh favorite event is that's a big call because we've been to many events where we've met many interesting people. I would say my favorite event would probably be desire um and and probably the last desire event we went to the first one was quite good the second one we met a whole lot of really cool interesting sexy people and frankly ran out of time to shag all the ones we wanted to But (laughs) but the um the best club even though we've been to some Many, very, many and varied clubs all over the world now I still go back to our secret spot in Sydney. I think there's probably some love there because it, it's the place we lost our swing of virginity, I suppose. So it holds some, holds Hold some, some roots there place, for you. Some special place in our heart. A
0: a few grounded roots.
1: A few grounded roots. Okay. A few rooted, yeah. rooted okay. roots. Excellent, excellent.
0: Now sexual experiences obviously you've had well <laughs> quite a few going by your experience but what sexual experience has been exciting to you <laughs> since joining the lifestyle would you say
1: Every sexual experience is exciting to me when I since joining the lifestyle including the ones I have at home alone with my darling sexy amazing um intelligent
0: No it's okay I'm sure she's blonde. not listening you can you can <laughs> say the truth
1: <laughs> Um so everything, I don't think we've, I don't think there's been a sexual experience that I've had in the lifestyle that I didn't enjoy, um, that I can think of right now. There's certainly been some things that are less enjoyable, but they've all been fun. Uh, yeah, sorry, I've, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. There's really nothing. No, nah, we can that roll that back to that one then. To mine. Yeah.
0: Okay, talk to us about your partner. Thinking about your partner and, and your experiences together, can you share perhaps with some of the listeners what might, you might like to see your partner explore or experience and, and why that might be?
1: Well, I mean, what I would like my part, partner to experience, experience is somewhat selfish, I suppose, because that's what I want her to experience. So, generally, they're centered on my fantasies rather than on hers. Um, All right, let's take a
0: step back then and think about what you think that she would gain from something that she could explore and and gain something herself more about, you know, growth or personality or, you know, just life experience.
1: Okay. Yeah, no problem. Well, I certainly think that um, a spontaneous evening with a male that she's set up of her own accord would be of interest in terms of maybe pushing the boundary a little for her she's she has grown up in a fairly sexually repressed environment when she was a child so it's always good to you know not not necessarily break out of that but certainly explore the boundaries of it as she has even making it to where she has now that's certainly one thing um Additionally, I I think, you know, we have been now, or she has been now with two guys at once. But I think that for her, it would be, again, exploratory to try perhaps a larger group of men and women, all potentially focused on her. So I think perhaps, you know, like a birthday event or, you know, some form of event where there's a group of individuals that are interested in. Making her the center of their attention for the evening, I think that would be something that would would open her eyes a little as well given given she's had some concern in the past about her um, self image that's something that would help her or would, would I think might help her and additionally, just the ability to stop being the giver and actually be the receiver of multiple uh, multiple people or multiple. At attitudes or likes would be in, would be an interesting thing because she is a token, a stero- sorry, a stereotypical um, giver. So that it's would a, be something that would help her understand what it's like to purely be a receiver.
0: So do you mean in a gangbang sort of scenario? You mentioned multiple men, multiple women. Do you, Is that classified as a gangbang in your mind?
1: Yeah, I suppose we would call it that,
0: yeah. And how, and how many people do you believe would be a gangbang? What's your definition of that?
1: Well, I mean, given it includes me as well, I would say probably another 4 or 5 on top of my number. Yeah. So, um anything above anything above 4 4 plus me, so 5 in total.
0: So 5 additional part 5 additional people yeah. including yourself. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. That's where I would say is a, a reasonable fit for what I determine as a gangbang. You now everyone else, everyone's different on that, of course. So it really yep. depends on what people's definition is.
0: And I understand that you had the chat with C initially. So thinking about some other men that might want to approach their female partners about joining the Swinging Lifestyle, run us through what advice you'd give to those men about having the chat with their partner.
1: Yeah, absolutely. First thing first is uh, honesty. Second one is being slow enough to actually listen to what your partner's saying and taking that on board. So don't just hear what you think you want to hear. Hear what actually is being said. Okay,
0: and anything else to think about before you have that conversation or how you might want to approach? Like what sort of a a situation or scenario, you know, do you spring it on them when you're out to dinner in a public place? Do you get together at a picnic and maybe slowly edge into the conversation? I mean, what sort of preparation is involved before you have this conversation?
1: Well, I think you have to understand whether your partner might even remotely be interested in anything like this. Um, So, the, the question would always be for me to initially ask probing questions about other parts of their sexual life and potentially fantasies. You know, I started with C by asking. Well, I mean, it was a it was a movement up to this point, but I asked her what her fantasies were for, for sexual fantasies, and she really couldn't answer me. So with that in mind, I said, "Well, how about we go looking for some? You know, let's go find it, if we can find something that." actually does interest you and that's sort of what kicked us off and there was some hand-holding along the way i suppose to to help her stress or push some boundaries because she would had some bad experiences in the past with porn and a whole lot of other things so there was some things there that we needed to move through and that took time and you have to be prepared to take the time that it needs to take to get to where you and your partner want to be now that doesn't necessarily mean you ever make it to swinging. But what it might mean is that you make it somewhere, um, more sexually adventurous in your bedroom, which is, um, you know, that, that, that might be all that your relationship is capable of. And you have to be willing to acknowledge that and deal with the fact that it's not just you making this decision. You can't force somebody, you know, to, to do that. And certainly, I've had questions in the past. How do I force my wife into a swinging lifestyle? And, yeah, the answer is you can not do that, but that's not what swinging is about. Swinging is about people actually being interested in, in doing this for their own experience and their, and their own gain. It's important that you acknowledge what that is.
0: Well, all right, you spoke about a, a pretty prime example there of perhaps where things might go wrong. So in your mind and perhaps some advice that you could give, what are some things that you recommend to avoid, ways to avoid approaching or... Doing or saying the wrong things during that conversation.
1: The first one is on your side. Be prepared that their first response may be maybe aggressive or or ugly or something that you weren't expecting. Emotional. Emotional, yeah, and and also prepare yourself for the fact that you need to be able to be balanced at that and provide a stabilizing response that is not aggressive and not judgmental and not forceful, just nice, nicely balanced and and shows the fact that you actually care for this person. That's of immense importance.
0: Okay, thank you for that. And going back now to dating other couples or singles, you know, talking about something that, you know might interest the listeners i mean what is some of the biggest turn-ons or turns off that you've noticed since joining the swing lifestyle and was there anything surprising something that you didn't realize would be a turn-on or a turn-off and then in your experience you were surprised to find
1: yeah absolutely i think it's reasonably well known that one of the things i was shocked at was the fact that i found my wife being with another Another man, hugely exciting, a massive turn on, still, uh, you know, still is. And certainly there's certain aspects of that that are more interesting to me than others. And um, one of them being I enjoy her being satisfied uh, physically and mentally by the individual who, we're, or who she's playing with at the time. I've also found that I'm more and more... Becoming more interested in in being somewhat less involved, given that she's now gotten a lot more comfortable with herself and with the individuals that she's and, and with uh, the stability of playing with individuals. So that's something that I find interesting in myself as well. And that, what about um, turn
0: offs? I mean, what what does not float the boat of D?
1: One of the one of the biggest is. People who are twats. <laughs> yeah. Um, just people that, just bad people. I don't, I don't deal with bad people well. Um, I mean, bad people by a lot of different things. You know, bad as in, uh, you know, it can be everything from just bad, bad emotionally, bad intelligently or, or ugly people. They don't, they don't, um, fit with my mold on what I'm looking for and somebody to play with. What about and a f- um, th- we have we have gotten ourselves caught in the past, and gotten ourselves put into a situation where we were actually playing with couple or we have been playing with couples who who fit into that that category of people we're not really interested in. We didn't really didn't figure that out until after we started playing with them, unfortunately.
0: Well, how did you get yourselves out of that situation?
1: Uh Normally, we we just politely excuse ourselves and get on with life. Cut and run. Pretty much. I mean, what else is there to do? You, you can. There's no use starting a kerfuffle by saying you suck. We hate you. You know that that's not a smart way to go. It's much better to just say, look, um, yeah, we 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 want to finish the evening and we'll discuss. You know, we'll talk talk to you later.
0: What about your physical or sexual turn turn on and turn offs, though? I mean, what floats your boat in those areas? Dude, butt, legs, thighs, confidence, hair, no hair. What's the turn on and turns off for your physical attraction?
1: And confidence is the, confidence is one of the biggest turn ons for me. Whether, no matter what the physical appearance is, the, the ability to be happy in your skin and feel sexy is, is a huge turn on, turn on for me. Um, but, uh, in terms of visual stimulus, certainly, you know, unfortunately, the stereotypical, stereotypical male, male like of, you know, a nice partner and uh, some sexy curves, uh, no matter what size they fit into and, and, um, a pretty face, you know, that, that's that <laughs> sounds stupid, but I am kind of vanilla in terms of how I like my women to look. Um, however, I don't really mind or I should say I have a particular interest in ladies who are perhaps a little more edgy with some colour you know, different weird colours in their hair or, or uh, wearing clothing that's either a little more revealing or a little edgy like emo or goth or something like that is something else that does it for me as well.
0: So a bit more provocative in their outfits.
1: Well, not necessarily provocative. It can be just as simple as being um, on the edge of on the edge of what's considered normal in terms of what they wear. It can also be, you know, one of the things I do really like is is uh somebody who isn't, you know, a, a normal provocative clothes wear wear it and wear something that's entirely slutty, you know, something outside of their Their normal look is something that does it for me as well.
0: So, something that might explore their own boundaries.
1: Yeah, certainly that certainly explores their boundaries, but also is just, uh, you know, revealing and hot and dirty and all those sorts of things all at the same time.
0: And what about some physical turn offs? What doesn't get you on?
1: Uh, certainly not being, being, feeling unattractive and, and, not feeling okay in your skin is something that really uh turns me off very quickly. Somebody who's self centered as well is another big turn off for me. Or somebody who believes they're more uh that they believe that they're that why why should nobody be involved with them because they're they're so hot or, you know, they have that impression of themselves that they're they're too 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 sexy for the group, I suppose. You know, there's no such thing, as far as I'm concerned, and and if that's how you feel, then I feel that you're probably not the right fit for me.
0: So both ends of the spectrum for you are basically turn offs. So you don't want yep. someone who's not confident, and you don't want someone who is uh, so overly confident that they're a bit egotistical.
1: No, I mean uh, confidence, overconfidence is okay. Arrogance is not. That's ah. the, that's the difference. Yeah, mm. the um, the ability to realise that you yeah you. Yes, you're sexy, and you you may be the best, the the most physically attractive person in the room. But knowing that that's also not the be all and end all of being liked by people, that's the important thing.
0: Okay, that's a really interesting. Yeah. Uh, going back to in some terms of
1: physical though, sorry? physical turn-offs. Yes, you, uh, physical turn-offs. Um, uh, about the only one for me would be hygiene. Hygiene, keep okay. Yourself, yeah, okay keep yourself elaborate. You know, don't smell like the north end of a southbound camel. Smell, smell nice. Smell, you know, it doesn't have to be perfumed, but clean and, you know, have taken a shower before the event or whatever it is. Um, or, or excuse yourself for a shower if you'd like to. And that includes middle of play. If you feel like you want to, if you feel that you're not where you want to be, then go nuts excuse yourself go have a shower or have a clean up or whatever it is And, and i might add this is not just females this is males as well guys if you're not looking nice and feeling nice and smelling nice then i'm not interested at all in you being around my partner and what
0: what about an overabundance of perfume you know have you ever had that turn you off too much
1: perfume i've never had that experience actually but i i think an overabundance of perfume wouldn't be a good thing, um yeah, but I've never had that I've never had that happen, so I can't really comment on it mm, okay
0: now, going back to some of these uh, resorts or events you mentioned before you, you've been to desire you're going to desire, share with us perhaps some of the packing essentials for a vacation, whether it be a couple of days away, cheeky weekend away or a week-long trip of desire, what's some of your key packing essentials? What can't you leave home without? Besides your uh, partner, of course. Well, beside what? Besides your partner, of course.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, condoms, obviously, is a very important thing to be taking with you. Prote- uh, protection is very important.
0: How many would you take, though? How many do you pack on average <sighs> per day away? I mean, what's the, the condom ratio to hours or days <laughs> on a trip?
1: It's pretty simple really. Uh the more the merrier. It's it's not like you've ever it's never been said in the history of mankind, Oh my god, I have too many condoms. Normally it's the other way around. Oh shit, we don't have a condom. So for me I generally take even for uh, one night where we're potentially expecting a play session, I would take between eight and ten condoms. Uh, just for a single play probably, session? That's a bit overzealous, don't you think? Uh, no, I don't think that, um, I also have enough condoms for, you know, that's enough condoms for me and for somebody else potentially to, um, to play as well. So no, I I think 10 is uh, a minimum actually, because if you want to change between partners, there's two gone. If you, uh, have an orgasm with any, you know, going back to your own partner, that's three gone. And if the other person is doing the same thing, then you're looking at six immediately. So, I mean, I'm just saying, you tens a nice round figure above six. Just call it at that.
0: What else is in the swingers' bag aside from condoms? I mean, is that all you take on holidays?
1: No, we always, I always take some some lube as well, just to be sure in case. Um, well, not necessarily. The ladies are not into it. It's more that they're. they're, and you know, there's always reasons. there always can can be reasons, dehydration, things like that 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 don't help in terms of self lubrication. So you know, why why would you not uh, keep that in mind? The other thing I always take with me is Viagra. I've never needed it up to this point, but that's not saying that I won't need it and I certainly want to be sure that when I do need it, I have it there so I can actually use it.
0: Alright, so condoms lube. Viagra anything else in the swing vacation bag
1: not strictly not strictly for a swing vacation no that would be the only additions that I would add, you know things I would add to all the other uh, all the standard things that, that that one might take to any other holiday
0: okay so yeah. I understand that you host a podcast so tell us a little bit about what you think is the future of the podcast that you host
1: well it really depends on whether we find some interesting people in the region that we're in uh it's getting tough to find i certainly haven't we haven't come across a lot of people that we find terribly interesting and the people we have come across we find interesting we having more and more struggles and trying to catch up with them and timing's tough and you know certainly certainly i'm generating some of that problem as well but you know we we are struggling in finding people that uh make the lifestyle what we, what i want it to be which is a community and a group of friends and some interesting exciting fun sexy people it's uh, it's been a little bit of a burden and unless that has some change at some point, then eventually I will have to say that the podcast needs to not continue because I don't feel like I'm fully invested in the community. We haven't gotten to that point yet, and I certainly hope we don't get to that point. But if I don't see that local community change, then uh, then yeah, it comes down to whether, whether I see value in, in continuing down the podcast route or not.
0: So, do you think that you need to continue with a local lifestyle presence, or perhaps could those overseas vacations or, or pit stops to other countries help with that community that you're seeking?
1: Yeah, they certainly could, but uh, unfortunately, with uh, with that international travel, it becomes then an almost an expectation that you might end up playing with somebody, which you know, that's not always part of the reason that I'm in this community. A lot of the time I'm in this community because I want to experience other people's intellect as well as their bodies. So unless I can find that as well and not just it be about, well, I'm here for the weekend. We better, we better try and fuck a few times. That's uh, not just what I'm looking for. You know, we do have some very good friends who are, who fit both of those categories for me. You know, the, the fact that they're, Lovely to be around and I also find them sexually attractive. And, uh, that, that, those types of individuals I've never had a problem playing with, but we really only have a small group of couples that are like that now and, and, uh, it's, well, small group of couple, probably one, maybe one or two couples in total. So that makes it very, very difficult to, um, to get away with that sort of thing. So
0: you're saying that you feel a little bit disconnected from, Actually, being an active participant in the lifestyle at this point, so you're you're contemplating what the future of your lifestyle as well as your podcast journey might be yep
1: absolutely i mean it's uh it's important to me that I feel that there is a community that I want to be involved in and if if I'm not finding that, then why would I continue with a group of people that I'm not particularly interested in that's that's the same for any friendship or relationship you know if you're not if you're not interested in people or or you know not even not even the people but if you're not interested in the, the group you're around or the lifestyle you're around then why would you continue with it
0: yeah i hear i hear what you're saying there i guess my only thought to that is what does being involved or what does being having a community here i mean is it once a month that you're in the lifestyle that would mean you know you're part of a community you've got something to say on a podcast or would it be you know once every three months what is the the limitations of feeling that you're part of a community and, and part of the lifestyle?
1: Well, for for me it's nothing to do with the sexual aspect I suppose it's more around the fact that there are people that I can hang out with that are uh, like minded. And, um, of interest to me and, and I can, you know, that they're friends which I can hang out with or potentially even more than weekly. It doesn't necessarily need to be anything different to that, nor does it need to be sexual whatsoever, really. It's more about the friendship, friendship aspect with the, with the sexual being uh, a huge bonus to that.
0: Hmm, okay, well, look, hey, we really appreciate your time today, Dee, but before we wrap up, I have one more question for you if you could help me out here. Tell uh-huh. me a little bit about your relationship with C, maybe something that the listeners wouldn't know. Oh,
1: something they
0: wouldn't know. Yes, yeah, something I that they might want to know, a bit of a nugget, a gold nugget of information that's going to be really interesting to the listeners out there, something about your relationship.
1: Um about our relationship or about C? Because I mean Oh you know, both. A little... Have a crack at both, okay. why not? Have a crack at both. I'm not sure I can answer either of them, but I'm gonna give it a crack. Um, uh, one thing about C. Uh C's an entire uh she's entirely a nutbag. A lovable nutbag, but a nutbag nonetheless. She uh um <laughs> yeah, she's uh uh always uh always in, in a different realm of uh of how she you know what she's interested in what she's what she's doing. She's got a very eclectic mind which make it hard to keep up with her on a lot of occasions. So a lot of the jokes in our house come from the fact that she has just moved into a realm that nobody would logically make that step to get from one part of the conversation to the next. And I then spend the next ten minutes listening to that how that conversation played out in our head. And sometimes it does actually take 10 minutes. In terms of our relationship, well, I think we're probably a lot stronger than a lot of people think we are. Um, we've had a fairly interesting year, yeah, which was really, well, last year was a, was a, a real, could, be, it was a horrible year for us both, um, Sexually, intellectually, and financially. So, I think the fact that we have come through that relatively unscathed—that's something that that the listeners wouldn't be aware of either—is that uh, we have fought the whole way through to remain happy with each other. And sorry, I used the term "fought" there, not that we fought with each other, but we we were willing to punch on with life to get things uh, to get things the way we wanted. One of them.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you very much for sharing that with us. Before we leave, is there anything else that you'd like to mention out there for the listeners of this podcast before we close out tonight's episode?
1: Yep. Uh, no problem at all. The, just want to throw out the weirdest podcast ever um, in the history of podcasts.
0: I, I think surprise. I find that offensive. It came
1: from the eclectic mind of my wife.
0: I, I find that offensive. I think that this podcast has been. <laughs> interesting and i think that the listeners will be very excited to hear it so uh, but but look thank you for your candor d and we appreciate having you on swinging down under podcast this is your host C. have a great day thank
1: you thank you nut baggy i love you and i'll talk to you again soon
0: Well hi everyone that was uh, C obviously talking to my husband D if you didn't actually figure it out so we thought we'd have a bit of fun there with the recent interest in the media and having me pretend to interview D on our podcast. We've recently actually completed a number of interviews on other podcasts the most recent being Coffee Chats with Matt Collins so if you haven't had a chance to listen to that one yet we would very much appreciate you jumping over to his podcast and having a bit of a listen. Matt talks about all things throughout life, and he just happened to want to interview some people in the swinging lifestyle to share with his vanilla, I guess uh, for lack of a better term listeners there, so thank you very much again, Matt Collins from Coffee Chats with Matt now, at the end of that podcast, you may have heard me ask Dee a little bit of an interesting question about our future in the lifestyle and certainly our future in the podcasting community now. We did want to discuss with you that we have been heavily considering our future in the podcasting community and how we will proceed moving forward. Now, we have been having a bit of a rocky path here in Singapore with the swinging lifestyle and have had difficulty, I guess, finding some of those pants on, pants off friends that we do so enjoy and have been a tremendously massive part of our lifestyle journey in the past number of years. And so we are missing having those friends here and it really has made us sit back and think about what we are getting out of the lifestyle and certainly what we are getting out of podcasting and how we want to be able to bring relevant content to you, the listeners. You know, we make a point of not podcasting for the sake of podcasting. You know, Dee and I are always trying to Bring something to the listeners, something that might impact them on a personal level. It could be a topic or an interest or something that's happening in in their swinging journey. Or sometimes, yes, we are just here to bring a bit of humor or what we believe to be a bit of humor into your life. And so we do want to stay relevant and engaging with the lifestyle community as well as the lifestyle journey just in general. And so at the moment, we are really considering our position and, and making some decisions and choices based on what impact we have at the moment and really where that leads we're we're not too sure but what I can share with you and we did make this promise at the 2016 Naughty in New Orleans uh, podcast there was a a panel there where multiple podcasters were located uh, on this panel and one of the people from the audience made reference to podcasts that can disappear and at that point we did make a promise that we would never simply fall off the face of the earth that we would in fact make a notice to the listeners out there and, and to our Twitter audience, etc., that we would be exiting the podcast and, you know, that would be finishing up with the podcast. So that isn't at this point in time. However, we did want to ma- reiterate that promise that should we decide to cease with the podcast that we would absolutely let you all know and uh, and make reference to, I guess, some other podcasts. So that kind of brings me to my next point. There are a number of podcasts that, uh, on, on The Swinging Lifestyle as well as uh, many facets of the lifestyle uh, right through to to polyamory that are coming out. Now we're getting about uh, anywhere between two to five brand new podcasts out each month on the swinging lifestyle, non-monogamy, open relationships, the whole gambit of uh, sexuality and sexual exploration. Now some of these absolutely I would recommend uh, to our listeners and I'm more than happy to take emails or Twitter, uh, private contacts from anyone out there who would be interested in what we recommend. Some of the new podcasts are definitely entertaining are interesting and do provide some of that balanced content now that's a a super key for me you know I do want to make sure that we paint the lifestyle in the appropriate manner for any of those newbies out there or people who might be considering to dip their toes into the lifestyle that they understand what the lifestyle is about now that's not to say that we like to paint a a glossy rainbow unicorn colored brush over what the lifestyle is D and I have always been very uh, forthcoming with our experiences both good and bad in the lifestyle and we tend to continue sharing those. And so, just a mention out there for any newbies who are listening to podcasts that really find something that that you feel has uh, touched you or interest you or piqued your interest. But also take that with a balance. You know, you need to make sure that you're not hearing a very one-sided story that perhaps is that person's uh, story and that that they believe and and rightly so. Maybe if that is there in the impact or interaction with the lifestyle that they may be painting it in a, in a little bit of a negative brush or a very broad stroked brush you know Dee and I have always tried to be very balanced in our approach uh, very honest and authentic with our reviews and the situations that we find ourselves in and I really I'm hesitant to recommend some of the podcasts that perhaps aren't painting that lifestyle in in such a balanced manner and so, if you did have any questions on perhaps some of the podcasts that that Dee and I do listen to, and do get some takeaways, you know there are quite a few new ones out there that are fantastic, and of course there are some existing ones and our old friends that that absolutely do bring a lot to the lifestyle community. And the podcasts out there um, are so fantastic for informative, real advice, and, uh, and and entertaining as well as quite funny and sexy as well. So we have uh, definitely some fan favorites of our own, and we're more than happy to share those with you if you are curious as to which ones we would recommend for which scenario and certainly what side of the the lifestyle what part of your journey you're on you know there are some that are fantastic for newbies there's some that I recommend if you would like a laugh some that I recommend if you're after some more sexy content uh, and then some that I think are just very very well balanced and kind of provide it all as well so always happy to promote some of those fellow podcasters and mention the ones that uh, I personally listen to on the hours and hours of uh, flight time that, that I end up on. Another thing I just wanted to mention was, of course, the upcoming Sydney trip for us. We are heading back home over the Easter weekend, and that's in 2018. We are hosting a Sydney pub crawl, and we do hope to come back with some really interesting and fun information after our visit there. So I'm really looking forward to getting back down to Australia, back down under, and uh, catching up with some friends down there, visiting, of course, the Our Secret Spot club in Sydney and Darlinghurst and just making a a bit of a fun weekend of it. So Dee and I are heading there and uh, we cannot wait to share that visit with you all and certainly share some uh, upcoming uh, sexy stories. Now we've also been looking at some of the iTunes reviews and and look I just wanted to thank you all from the bottom of my heart. I have been reviewing as I mentioned before some of the, the podcast history, some of our community interactions and history there over the past few years where we have been reaching out and putting our voices out there to the community and the iTunes reviews have really invigorated my, my sense of community in that you know I just feel quite lonely sometimes here in Asia Pacific where we are a little bit on our own in terms of uh, the lifestyle you know of course there are some countries that have a very big lifestyle community lots of people in the local town that you can meet with meet and mingles and, and reach out to find someone who matches your style we are struggling with that here in Asia Pacific recently and, and since our move here so reading some of those itunes reviews really did make me feel uh, like i was still part of the community and and that was really important and i just wanted to thank you all out there who have taken the time not to just give us those five star reviews or four stars or, or whatever star you feel is appropriate to our podcast but those people who have actually taken the time to to write their reviews and some of them have constructive criticism in there as well, which. I'm absolutely fond of and I just wanted to really make sure that everybody out there who has done that for us, taken the time to actually log on, possibly change your your username to something private so people can't tell it was you, that really means a lot to, to, to me in particular and so I just wanted to make sure that those mystery people out there that have done that, thank you very, very much. It is so greatly appreciated sitting out here in Asia Pacific without a big community around us to be able to read some of those Interactions and some of those heartfelt messages um, was just fantastic. And, and finally, I just wanted to also say thank you to everybody who sends us emails, Twitter messages. You know, I do try to respond in a very timely manner. However, sometimes when I'm traveling globally, that does take me a week or so to respond. But I just wanted to say thank you as well for the interaction, for your questions, and really for your candor and authenticity. That has been a big part of how we have managed to keep going for so long here as we're based in Asia Pacific now, coming on two years. So thank you again, everyone, for your support, for your sense of community, and really just for, for your authentic, non-judgmental selves. You're all beautiful, and we very much appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you so much.